Woman's Honor A Comedy in One Act by Susan Glaspell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Characters Mr. Foster, the Lawyer. Recorded by Chuck Williamson. Gordon Wallace, the Prisoner. Read by Todd. Boy, read by Tricia G. The Shielded One by Margaret Espayat. The Motherly One. Read by Liberty Stump. The Scornful One. Read by Christine G. The Silly One. Read by Elizabeth Clatt. The Mercenary One. Read by Amanda Friday. The Cheated One. Read by Arielle Lipshaw. Narrator. Read by Capricia Page. Woman's Honor. Scene. A room in the sheriff's house, which is used for conferences. At the rear is a door into the hall. At the left, a door leads into an adjoining room. There is also a door at the right, going into the corridor which connects this house with the jail. Lawyer and prisoner are found in a heated conversation. The prisoner, an attractive young man, is seated, and has just turned away from the lawyer, irritated. Do you know that murder is no laughing matter? Well, was I laughing? Where were you on the night of October 25th? Prisoner sits like one who never means to speak again. Your silence shields a woman's honor. Do you know what's going to be said of you? You're going to be called old-fashioned. A worried look flits over the prisoner's face. A man will not tell where he is because it involves a woman's honor. <laughs> How quaint. In a different voice. Say, do you think she's worth it? Prisoner rises angrily. Yes, get red in the face. I should think you would. Blush, blush for shame. Shame of having loved a woman who'd let a man face death to shield her own honor. You don't know what you're talking about. It's just like a woman, the cowards. That's what I most despise in women. Afraid they won't be looked upon as the pure, noble, sensitive souls they spend their lives trying to make us believe they are. Ugh, sickening. There are things you don't understand. Oh, yes, I do. I suppose she's got a husband. I suppose he'd divorce her. Then she wouldn't be asked out for tea quite so often. Ugh, good Lord, die for something real. You and I have different ideals, Mr. Foster. There are things we won't discuss. There are things we have to discuss. If you insist upon this romantic course, then at least we will have to get something out of that. What do you mean? Simply that public feeling has got to swing toward you, or the jury will say you murdered Airwalt. If we can't have an alibi, let us by all means have a hero. Have you given out a story to the newspapers? Lawyer drawing paper from his pocket. Very delicately done. A life for a life. Isn't that moving? 
while gordon wallace languishes in his cell some woman is safe in a shielded home charged with the murder of john erwalt young wallace fails to cut his chain of circumstantial evidence with an alibi where was gordon wallace on the night of october twenty fifth he maintains a dogged silence behind that silence rests a woman's honor and so on at some length you had no right to give out a story without my consent oh yes i have if i can't get your consent for saving your life then my young friend i shall save it without your consent pardon my rudeness how will this save it how little romantic young men know the romantic sex wives including i hope jurors wives will cry don't let that chivalrous young man die <laughs> women just love to have their honor shielded it is very touching to them mr foster i tell you again i dislike your attitude towards women laugh at me if you will but I have respect and reverence for women. I believe it is perfectly true that men must guard them. Call me a romantic young fool if it pleases you, but I have had a mother, a sister, sweetheart. Yes, I am ready to die to shield a woman's honor. As he says this, the door slowly opens and a woman steps in. No, you shall not. Quite taken aback, the men stand looking at her. She has breeding, poise, Obviously she has stepped out of a world where women are shielded. She maintains a front of her usual composure, but there is an intensity, an excitement, which indicates she is feeling some big new thing. Lawyer looks from her to the prisoner, who is staring at the woman. Lawyer to the woman. Oh, you've come. I have come. I don't understand. You were not willing to let him die? No. Good. This young man— He pauses, embarrassed, for it does not seem a thing to say to this lady. Was with you on the night of October 25th? Yes. Why, no, I wasn't. There is no use, Gordon, in trying to keep the lady from doing what she has apparently determined to do. No. You cannot keep me from doing what I have determined to do. For my part, I respect you for it. Then you are prepared to testify that, on the night of October 25th, Gordon Wallace was with you from twelve o'clock midnight till eight next morning? Yes. Was with you continuously? Yes. Your name is? He takes out his notebook. Don't give him your name. He'll use it. I tell you this is all a mistake. I don't know this lady. I never saw her before. Prisoner in distress. You mustn't do this. I have done it. And as I said, madam, I greatly respect you for doing it. You are, if I may say so, unlike most of your sex. Now, your name. Mrs. Oscar Duncan. And Mrs. Duncan, you live at... A noise in the hall. I fear someone is coming in. Will you just step in here? He shows her into the room at the left. They hear the corridor door open and turn. A woman is coming in, rather plump, middle-aged, a pleasant, motherly-looking woman. 
She looks from the lawyer to the prisoner, moves to get a better look at the young man, who becomes nervous under this scrutiny. Then she seems to have it straight in her mind, nods pleasantly. Good morning. Good morning. Motherly one to prisoner. Good morning. Good morning. There was no one out there, so I just walked right in. Lawyer nods. I thought you might be glad to see me. Oh, we are. To Gordon. Aren't we? I suppose I am in the right place. Well, it is the right place for some things. Is it the place to tell the truth about Gordon Wallace? It seems to be. Well, then, on the night of October 25th, that young man— Steps for a better look at the prisoner. This young man was with me. From twelve o'clock midnight until eight next morning. From twelve o'clock midnight till eight next morning. She takes a muffler from her bag and sits down and begins to knit. Was with you continuously. Oh, certainly, continuously. She knits serenely on. Well, Gordon. It seems that mufflers get longer and longer. Looking up at lawyer. Doesn't it? Why, perhaps they do. But you are willing to leave your name and address. Certainly, I'm willing to leave my name and address. What else would I be here for? Oh, but could I use the telephone first? Rises. It will be better to let them know that I'll probably be late getting home for lunch. Lawyer is about to open door of the room in which the shielded one is waiting. No, uh, there's someone in there. Here. Going to the door at the other side of the room. I'll show you how to get through to the jail phone. The jail? But we'll soon have you out of jail. She goes. Giving the young man an encouraging smile, the lawyer steps out with her. The young man hears the rear door opening. This door into the hall has a slight squeak, starts nervously, looks around to see a young woman come in. In a keen, cool, amused way, she is staring at him. He turns away, petulantly hitching his chair. She moves where she can see him better, takes from her bag a newspaper picture, looks from it to him. He turns, sees what she is doing, she smiles at him. He looks like one at bay. Enter lawyer, sees what is going on, smiles. On the night of October 25th? Scornful one to lawyer. I understand that down here a man is about to die for a woman's honor. He had some such thing in mind. Now you can't get away with that. Sorry to upset your plans, but the death seems uncalled for. On the night of October 25th, Gordon Wallace was with me. From twelve o'clock midnight till eight next morning? From twelve o'clock midnight until eight next morning. Continuously? Continuously. Well, well, Gordon, I begin to understand why you hesitated to tell the truth about that momentous night. Rise and thank the lady, Gordon. It would seem the least you could do would be to rise and— As he is saying this to Gordon, in rushes a fussily-dressed, hysterical woman, and throws her arms around the lawyer's neck. Darling, I cannot let you die for me. Lawyer trying to free himself. Pardon me, madam, but— Gordon, you call me madam after that night together. Oh, my beloved, when I think of those hours I lay in your arms— Pardon me— but you never lay in— I know. 
Oh, I understand. You pretend not to know me. You would die to shield me. But you shall not. You cannot escape me. Lawyer still unsuccessful in freeing himself. Apparently not. But permit me to tell you, you are making a mistake. No, I am not making a mistake. You shall not die for me. I really don't intend to, if I can help it. Love is so beautiful, so ennobling. Overcome with emotion, loosens her hold. When I think of that night, October 25th. Sinks into a chair. Lawyer, after settling his collar. Well, Gordon, have you a choice? Pause. You see, you didn't understand women as well as you thought. Neither did you. The sheriff's boy comes in. While I was over at the bank, women came. Yes, I know. Boy looking at the two women in the room. But more women. Prisoner starts in terror. Six women are out there. Don't let them in. Tell the ladies we shall not need them. Thank them for coming. Boy goes out to prisoner. Well, come now. What shall we do with this embarrassment of generosity? You see, dying for a woman's honor isn't as easy as you might think. It even looks as though there were some sort of conspiracy against it. I'm not going to be made a fool of. Are you sure you can help it? The boy comes back, looking worried. Some of those women won't go away. I don't know what to do with them. No, it's not a matter the young can cope with. He goes out with the boy. The amused young woman sits looking the prisoner over. To his embarrassment and final irritation. So you were thinking of dying for a woman's honor? He says nothing. Now do you think that's a very nice way to treat a lady? He turns away petulantly. Seems to me you should think of her feelings. Have you a right to ruin her life? Ruin her life? Why, certainly. A life that somebody has died for is practically a ruined life. For how are you going to think of it as anything but a life that somebody had died for? She pulls her chair to a more confidential angle. Did it ever strike you as funny that a woman's honour is only about one thing, and that man's honour is about everything but that thing? After waiting for an answer which does not come. Now woman's honour means woman's virtue. But this lady for whom you propose to die has no virtue. Prisoner springing up. Please be careful what you say. I'm being very careful. I'm thinking it out just as carefully as I can. The night of October 25th, or at some time previous to that, she lost her virtue, and you propose to die to keep us from knowing about this loss. Now it has happened, hasn't it? On the night of October 25th, from twelve o'clock midnight till eight next morning, continuously she lost her virtue. You aren't dying to keep her virtues. I fancy few lives have been laid upon that altar. But you're dying to keep us from knowing she is what she is. Dear me, it seems rather sad. Silly one controlling her tears. It is noble beyond words. There's where you're going to get your approbation. The motherly one now returns from her telephoning. She looks at the silly woman, then at the scornful one. These two stand looking one another up and down. Can it be that we are two souls with but a single thought? Perhaps we are two hearts that beat as one. They stand there a moment not knowing what to do. Then, still uncertain, they sit down, stealing glances at one another. Finally, 
the scornful one smiles we might draw lots love conquereth all things even the female brain i wonder why you others came why did you come oh i have children of my own i thought he's just a nice boy and probably she's just some nice girl afraid of her mother and i thought well now what an awful pity to let him die or even spend a lot of time in prison i said to myself it would be just like a lot of men to fuss around about a woman's honor and really let it hurt somebody so i decided well i'll go what harm can it do me resumes her knitting you see i'm in the habit of trying to save lives i do nursing practical nursing and i didn't happen to be on a case just now so i thought well i'll just take this one some of the folks i nurse for may be shocked but good sensible nurses aren't so easy to get of course my children may be upset about it but they're awful nice children and when they're a little older probably they'll be pleased to think their mother didn't want a nice boy to die drops her knitting i wonder if she will come looks at the other two with new interest i wonder she is here oh it's not you you thought it was the lawyer you were with anyway people who do things don't make so much fuss about them motherly one whose interest has not been diverted i think she will have to come the door of the room into which the shielded one ha was shown opens quietly and without the others being aware of it the shielded one is standing in the doorway bringing with her that sense of the ordered protected life out of which she has stepped i'm sure i don't see how she could ever think of staying away i hate a coward some women think a great deal about their honour i think usually it's women who aren't very well or who haven't much else to take up their time impulsively the shielded one steps forward as if to speak hearing her they turn and in their interest rise and stand looking at her oh you've come prisoner who gets away from the women gives the impression of being crowded into a corner also turns and rises prisoner to shielded one rather crossly please go away oh can't you see there is no need for your staying there is need of it she sits down the other women still surveying her it's true we aren't all needed who will be best to the scornful one tell me why are you here well you see for myself i haven't any honour to worry about and haven't had for some time so i thought if the sacrifice of a woman's honour is going to save a man's life let me who have none nobly sacrifice mine what do you mean you haven't had any honour for some time oh i haven't had my honour around with me since i was seventeen do you miss it well yes sometimes when i'm tired i might like to slump back into it you see honour camouflages so many things stupidity selfishness greed lust avarice gluttony so without it you are almost forced to be a decent sort and that's sometimes wearing but i'll tell you why i'm really here when men began to sob around about woman's honour they get my goat that lawyer he thought he was going to get away with it why woman's honour would have died out long ago if it hadn't been for men's talking about it i suppose it really has to be kept up as long as it gives men such noble feelings that man the one when i was seventeen he's that sort he would be of course 
why this instant his eyes would become pools of feelings if anyone were to talk about saving a woman's honour gee motherly one with a diffident glance at the shielded one if she is here she must be feeling quite upset if she cares enough about her honour to have held back this long it can't be easy to let it go she'll be better off for without it i don't know you see she's had it quite a while she's used to it i was thinking the door opens and a brisk young woman dressed in cheap up to the minute clothes darts in all turn and look at her continue to stare something in this scrutiny becomes disconcerting while he was busy with the other women i just slipped by is this sees the young man now huddled in terror sit down and wait your turn are all of you ahead of me your number seems to be five number five sits down a pause in which they continue to look at her in this unnatural way she finally rather indignantly settles her coat her hat assuring herself there is nothing the matter with her you look young for this well if you'll excuse my saying so the same objection can't be made to some of you what are you here for oh i guess i'm here for about the same reason all of you are here but we are here for different reasons say what are you trying to put over on me suppose i think you're here for your health or out of kindness or to show your great beauty hardly anybody not feeble-minded could dope out why you're sitting here like owls well why oh not for money of course she has horrified them all i'm sorry you said that how sordid how desecrating say i don't like the atmosphere of this place we don't like it as well as we did a business proposition is a business proposition what a man needs and can pay for silly one rising and wringing her hands i really must ask you love is so beautiful well suppose it is what's that got to do with it you seem hard for one so young i may be hard but i'm not a nut woman's honour doesn't play much part in your young life does it a woman's self-respect either mercenary one rising say you think you can sit there and insult me i don't know what you are but i'll have you know i'm an honest working girl i heard they were going to take another stenographer down here but i don't like the atmosphere of this place she leaves silly one settling herself with relief oh, it was a misunderstanding oh life is paved with misunderstanding it will be said we did this for money oh a great deal will be said if you care about what's said you'd better follow the honest working girl out that door what's said makes an awful difference in some people's lives her eyes turn toward the shielded one they don't know how much difference until they've heard it said she too looks at the shielded one you get made into one thing and then it's not easy to be another and as the honest working girl hinted some of us aren't as young as we'd like to be age shouldn't discourage one it's never too late to mend the door swings the women look expectantly around the unfortunate young man whose face has been buried in his hands looks around in terror they wait a moment but no one comes in if she is here and really minds losing her honor well she could just go home silly one rises simpers sits down again we can't all lose our honor it might do the young man more harm than good it's different with you to scornful one you had an early start and then you've got character you don't need honor to lean on 
shielded one breaking her silence with simple intensity what is woman's honour a thing men talk about a safe corner a star to guide them guide them where yes where many a woman who's guided hasn't guided anywhere aren't we something more than things to be noble about of course what we've really been is kind we have not deprived them of the pleasures of being noble if we do it now it will leave them in a bleak world can't we put something in its place so they won't be too desolate and yet we won't be so bored if we could only get them noble about something else i should really hate to take it from them entirely it's like giving up smoking or drinking you have to do it gradually and there should be something to put in its place if we could only think of a new vice for them they have all those oh i hope you women can work out some way to free us from men's noble feelings about it i speak for all the women of my hesitates underworld all those others smothered under men's lofty sentiments toward them i wish i could paint for you the horrors of the shielded life says shielded as if it were shameful i know you would feel something must be done to save us after all are we not your sisters our honor has been saved so many times we are tired and so when i read in the paper this morning that woman's honor was being saved again scornful one excitedly going to her read in the paper then you're not the one not that one but slowly the door opens and a woman comes in comes with a strange quiet she droops she has a queer passivity she is unaccountably forceful gives a sense of one who has been cheated and is going to be cheated no more she is scarcely aware of the other women her eyes dead or rather dogged with life go to the unfortunate young man he has turned to look at her he is not able to look away are you a stenographer no in her dogged way she advances upon the prisoner he is afraid she sits down close to him as if to cut off escape i wonder if she is here i wonder but don't turn against me because i'm not this particular woman what a detail that is i am those victims of men's dreadful turns away her face need for nobility i'd rather die than go back to it help me to lead another life we must lift her up we will find a place for her in the great good world outside the shielded life then you others go and i will stay motherly one and scornful one rise and move to the door i will give my life for yours my sister no you won't i'll have nothing to do with saving you you deserve nothing better than woman's honour come with us but at the door these three stand looking back at the cheated one scornful one moving down to her aren't you coming with us cheated one without raising her eyes no why not i shall stay perhaps she is here and if she is here then we have not the right to leave her indicating the shielded one scornful one to the cheated one tell us are you the woman gordon wallace was with on the night of october twenty-fifth yes of course we've all said that but she says it in a different way motherly one too shielded one i'm afraid that you will have to leave with us it seems she has the right 
these four moved to the door shielded one thinking of it just in time but do you think she has the right just because she is the one to consider this they go back and sit down leave me scornful one wickedly inspired suppose we do you know i like the idea why the more i think about it the better i like it to these women yes come to the young man this is the lady we're going to die for but no what can it do for her and how through her can we reach my poor sisters smothered under woman's honor i insist upon it i am the one cheated one suddenly turning upon her you are not the one now i think to avoid feeling between you two i had better stay i'm a nurse and a mother and i keep coming back to the idea these things are needed no you have too many other things to do i am the one to remain i am peculiarly fitted for it you are not fitted for it at all there is no one less fitted for it than you how do you make that out you don't need it woman's honor never hurt you scornful one reluctantly accepting this to prisoner are you acquainted with this woman indicates cheated one no then why are you so afraid of her i'm not but he is forced to meet the smouldering eyes of the cheated one he cannot look away but you were going to help me lead a better life and now you stand here quibbling over a petty question of fact when the whole great question of escape from a woman's honor is at stake oh is it true that women will not help one another that they are hard and self-seeking she breaks down motherly one goes to comfort her my heart is full your heart is full of a simpering parrot the lawyer returns ladies ladies quarrelling i'm sorry to find you in this mood i had hoped while you were here together you might arrive at some understanding scornful one to the silly one i wish you'd go home we might arrive at something if we didn't have you on our backs now why must women always dislike each other if i were you i'd try not to talk much why not she has a kind heart now i i'd let you talk sometimes it seems quite as well not to try to follow women sometimes even better well now ladies let us drop personal dissensions for the moment this unfortunate young man mr wallace is much moved by your generosity he had made up his mind to die for woman's honor now it seems he is not to do so a change of plan to which he has not yet adjusted himself his perturbation makes him unequal to selecting the lady who was with him on the night of october twenty fifth door swings prisoner looks around nervously so i would like to get your feeling since it seems unnecessary for all of you to have been with the young man on the night of october twenty fifth again door swings could that door be closed it it makes me nervous motherly woman closes the door now doubtless you will agree with me that we should always eliminate waste if a woman's honor is to be sacrificed may i without indelicacy inquire who would sacrifice least i would you would the rest of you can take as long as you like i shall stay 
She rises and takes firm hold of the unfortunate man's chair. Well, there seems to be something final about that. Tell us, are you the one? I am the one to stay. Now don't cheat. Tell us, are you? Cheat? Cheat? You say to me, don't cheat? I don't cheat. I've been cheated. Cheated out of my chance to have a man I wanted by a man who would have what he wanted. Then he saved my woman's honor. Married me and cheated me out of my life. I'm just something to be cheated. That's the way I think of myself. Until this morning. Until I read about Gordon Wallace. Then I saw a way to get away from myself. It's the first thing I ever wanted to do that I've done. You'll not cheat me out of this. Don't you try. But she is thinking of it in just a personal way. That's why I stay. But think of my poor sisters, all those unfortunate women. The only unfortunate woman I'll think about is myself. You hear her? The only unfortunate woman she'll think about. Motherly one approaching cheated one. Now we really must ask you. Love is so beautiful. You can't cheat just because you've been cheated. You say cheat to me again. You say cheat to— Lawyers stepping in to pacify. Ladies, ladies! Surely there must be a way out of the difficulty. Perhaps we can work out some way to— To save both of them through Gordon Wallace. All women except cheated one draw together excitedly. The prisoner, who has rapidly been approaching the breaking point, makes a move as if he must try to escape. The cheated one is watching the other women. Hey! Yes! On the night of October 25th— Their heads together, in low-voiced conference with lawyer, suddenly the prisoner slips around the cheated one, trying now to be cheated of what is being said, and makes for the door. It opens in his face, and the doorway is blocked by a large and determined woman. Prisoner staggers back to lawyer's arms. Oh, hell! I'll plead guilty. Curtain. End of Woman's Honor.